Dancers have a lot to balance. From their pirouettes to their jumps, a dancer's performance is a direct result of hard work and motivation. So where does food fit into this? There's a lot of myths and a ton of antiquated ideals about what a dancer's diet should look like. And I'm here to dispel those. I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of To The Point Nutrition. I'm the dance nutritionist and I'm here to tell you that to be a successful dancer, you don't have to diet. Instead, I'll teach you how to use food as your best tool to enhance your performance. A nourishing meal plan not only fuels your dancing, but also enhances your strength, improves your balance, supports your flexibility, and most importantly, reduces your risk to injury. Hannah and I, we started college in 2007, the fall of 2007, and that's when we met. Yes. <laughs> wow, it's been a really long time, but I'm so happy to have you on Conversations with the Pros. Um, I've been following you and your career for several years already. I definitely want to pick your brain about it, but I also want yes. to just dive back in time and talk a little bit about your experience as a college dance major, because it's not really a topic I've spoken a lot about on Conversations with the Pros, and mm -hmm. I think that it can be very helpful for dancers to hear. I didn't finish my BFA as a dance major, so for everyone listening, um, in a nutshell, and we can talk a little bit about this, Hannah, but in a nutshell, I fell into disordered eating habits when I was a dance major the first two years, freshman, sophomore, and really needed to take myself out of the situation. It's what I knew would be best um, in order to move forward as a dancer. So I didn't actually get my BFA. I ended up switching, and that's when I started clinical nutrition. But Hannah, you did graduate with your BFA, right? Yeah, I did, yes. So talk to us about, you know, your journey as a dance major. My name's Hannah DeLong. Um, I am a dancer with uh, Dallas Black Dance Theater here in Dallas, Texas. Um, and yeah, I mean, I started dancing in high school and um, tried to, you know, push myself to, you know, catch up with my peers and uh, decided I wanted to do this for a living. So. I uh, went to Delphi University to get my bachelor's in fine arts and dance. And yeah, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm, and that's where we met. So Hannah, yeah. talk to me a little bit about, you know, that experience being a dance major from start to finish, because I can only talk about my experience starting as a dance major. I want to hear really about the full course, freshman to senior. Um. Well, Delphi is pretty straightforward. Uh, you, yeah. know, you do ballet modern every day. Um, get to do ret, which is great. Um, we have two uh, main shows throughout the year, and then um, they would hire maybe one or two rep, uh, one or two outside choreographers to come and set rep on the company, and then um, you would audition for those pieces, which is also helpful to help build you for your professional career on the outside world. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was a a pretty uh, good program with uh, keeping you, I would say, you know, uh, you got to, you know, dabble in different forms of dance versus having to maybe have a concentration. They don't have a concentration in their program. So everybody takes ballet five days a week. You take modern five days a week and then you get to do rep and then like maybe point and things like that that are added on. But um, yeah, so 
through those four years, it was really me navigating, figuring out what I really wanted to do, who I was as a dancer, what style of dance I really wanted to maybe focus on or hone in on. Um, and um, I'll admit when I graduated, I was panicked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. What am I going to be like? What <laughs> am I even ready? Um, you know, so yeah, the four years were definitely eye opening, but also like, oh, uh, you know, a little me realizing that me as a dancer, maybe there were certain things that I didn't focus enough on, or I didn't necessarily feel like I received enough from the organization to maybe help me feel like I was ready to really step forward and uh, consider myself a professional dancer, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I always found one thing that was super helpful for me was just coming from um, high school into college, you are definitely thrown into an environment that's encouraging a lot of versatility as a dancer. Mm -hmm. So I know for me that helped a lot because I had come from just such a strict ballet background. So for me to now be introduced to modern, to experience new rep mm -hmm. every semester essentially was um, incredibly helpful. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, especially when making that step after, obviously, dancing in college. Um, and I agree. I think there are pros and cons to probably any college dance program in regard to maybe at that last year, really starting to assess, you know, where do I want this career to take me and whether or not those tools are provided. I think um, any dancer is going to experience uh, either like a ton of support or maybe limitations in certain areas. I had a great experience. Going to college as a dance major was extremely helpful. It really helped to not only just promote that versatility in dance, but to really act as a great bridge from uh, that high school level to and then going into the professional um, world. For me, coming into dance in general, it's always uh, kind of been me um, figuring it out, you know? Yeah. And I think that's, well, I mean, that's kind of what helps you as an adult, I mean, we're all out here just yeah. still trying to figure it out. Um, and so I think being thrown in, I was also, you know, I'm from Florida originally. So moving to another state was also a thing. And um, I really wanted to go to New York because I wanted to be around, you know, the, the dance capital of the world. I wanted to be around yeah. other dancers um, trying to do the same thing that I'm trying to do. Um, but no, yeah, definitely. It, it's hard for college programs. And I think um, the more we can help students, especially younger and in high school, give them advice and help guide them, you know, not to tell them what to do, but to kind of help them, be like, you know, I didn't know this when I was your age, so how can, like, you know, what can I um, help you with, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it really is why I love doing these conversations. So when you made that jump from senior year into post-college, uh, getting into the professional world, obviously it was really scary. What would you say some of the biggest challenges were that you experienced that first year out of college? Um, well, I think it was more so like, uh, I think my biggest thing was... Um, kind of like what I said earlier about just figuring out who I was as a dancer. Am I just going to go and audition for anything or do I actually, do I actually have specific uh, forms of dance that I enjoy more than others? Do are there specific companies um, that I want to dance for 
uh, to like really figuring out uh, who I was as an individual, how I was as a mover. Mm -hmm. um, and so I ended up like training at the Ailey School because mm -hmm. I, I felt like I just needed a little bit more guidance. I didn't um, feel mentally ready and I felt like I needed uh, to kind of see where other people were at. You know, um, the thing about a BFA program a lot of times, unless you're out there really taking classes or auditioning places, you don't really get to see, you, you're with the same people, you know? Yeah. Um, you get to see the new class come in, you get to see, you know, how your peers are dancing, but you don't necessarily always get to see all the different types of people out there who may not have gotten, may not have received the same training that you did. So I um, did that because this, I was able to see, I was like, okay, this is gonna help me. I'll get to be in like the city, I'll get to see, what's going on and then I'll, I'll know about more about auditions and try and put myself out there so that's what I started to do I literally just started to just kind of hustle I did some train you know I would train with them in the day during the day and um I would audition whenever I could um I did a, a season of dancing in the NBA because oh, cool. I wanted to do something cool. um yeah so my uh first year out I danced for the Nets um it's also an experience you know me trying to figure out what I liked, you know, I realized it wasn't something that I, you know, it wasn't for me, oh. um, but it was, you know, cool to see, okay, you know, this is another form of dance, commercial dance, something that I may have thought I wanted to do before, but now experiencing, realizing maybe it's not really what I'm into. Um, but yeah, I got to do Broadway auditions, company auditions, and I like that because I really got to see, okay, this is what a cattle call is. This is what they're talking about when there's hundreds of girls in one room together, hundreds of people in one room together. And so, um, yeah, I was yeah. just really just dipping my toes in all different types of water to try and find myself. Absolutely. And it, it feels like one major word that I'm sure you would have had to have related to would be patience because uh, you really um, put yourself in so many different situations in order to figure out, as you said, to help mold your own self and find out what would click with you. And I think it's awesome to hear that you were so open to all of these different ideas from commercial dance to Broadway, really broadening your perspectives. And as I said, like utilizing these, even just auditions as opportunities to just through the years mold what you wanted to be as a dancer. And I think that must have taken a ton of patience. Oh yeah. To not give up, to feel like, uh, you know, cause can dance, dance can be one of those fields where you feel like, um, I feel like, I wouldn't say it's a misconception, but it's like a lot of people feel like once you get to a certain age, that's it for you. You know, that's, that's your time to retire. So I didn't want to get to the point where I felt like if I don't get something by now, then I'm, you know, there's no hope for me. I'm only going to be able to have a career for five years or however long, just because people think that by 40, that's it, or by 35, that's it, you know, so. Right, right. Yeah. So I wanted to open Absolutely. myself up to give myself at least a chance. So, so were you um, down in Texas when COVID hit, or were you in New York yes. still? No, I was in, in Texas. So um, I've been with Dallas Black Dance Theater for, this will be, I'm going into my eighth season now. So I've been in Texas now for eight years. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, COVID was <laughs> definitely a scary time, especially in the arts, just trying to be like, figure out, so what's the plan here? You know, we're not like necessarily, not necessarily a necessity. So how, how do we keep going? Um, mm -hmm. So 
It was scary for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then fast forward a little bit more, when you made the leap to head to Texas, uh, talk about that. That's another huge jump. Yes. Um, well, I think I had gotten to a point where I was like, after I graduated, I was like, I've been out here for three years now, um, three additional years. How do, like, what's, what's the plan? I really do want it. And let me um, solidify this. And a friend of mine had told me about um, auditions for Dallas Black Dance. Um, he said, but they're in Texas. And I'm like, well, you know what? It, and uh, there are auditions back then. We don't have auditions at that time anymore. But back then it was um, auditions would be in July. Sure. So they're kind of like the last concert dance audition sure. of the year, the, of the season before a season would start. Right. So I was like, I, I got to get this job. If I don't, then... Because that, that season, I didn't really audition a lot because I was uh, focused. I had an opportunity to apprentice for a company. And so I was really focused on that. Um, but I was like, no, I, I need to get a job. I, I can't put all my eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. um, and so my friend was like, I'm going to Texas. I had never been to Texas before. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with you. And wow. um, booked the flight. Um, came to Dallas for the first time. And audition got offered a second company position and I was awesome. like I took it and I was like let me just take this leap of faith and within I think I had to be here in a month wow yeah so I remember just telling my roommate in Brooklyn like hey so um, are you renewing the lease because I'm actually <laughs> leaving um so yeah so I was like I guess I'm I'm out of here so yeah, I, I I think I'm just I was just like I can't I can't allow myself to be afraid. I'm like this is what you want to do, and you'll never know if this is something that you truly want to so actually go for it. I was like just go for it, see how it goes. If you absolutely hate it, you know maybe talk to your parents, and then <laughs> you know but I'm like just go for it. Yeah, I yeah. think really awesome to hear. You know, just fear is obviously one of the biggest, if not the biggest obstacles that will prevent a dancer from making a huge move like that for either their career, maybe on even a lesser, um, for a younger dancer, right? Changing a studio, something as, what can oh, yeah. be as small as changing the studio that you go to. I work with a lot of dancers who will be at a studio that um, is not, actually promoting like healthy habits for them. And, and we talk about the idea of changing environments. This is a very scary idea for a lot of dancers, especially because we are often, uh, you know, so much of our training lies in this very, in this, in this framework, right? And, and we, mm -hmm. we thrive with repetition and safety and comfort. And really challenging that is a huge step. So to hear that you were able to do that kind of just push yourself through, see what happens, worst case scenario, it doesn't work out, maybe you were moved back to New York, whatever it might be. Um, but the fact that you gave yourself that opportunity was really incredible. Yeah, I don't regret it. Nice look. <laughs> Eight hey, years later, yeah. Right. <laughs> so COVID, how were you able to kind of navigate through, especially with dancing? Did you set up shop at home uh you know how, how are the logistics of that for you um yeah so at first you know we were off because i guess everybody was you know still trying to figure out what was happening 
what's the game plan? Are we all shut down? You know, once we kind of like, okay, well, this is going to be like this for some time, but we can't stop. So I think we shut down maybe officially March. Like we went away for spring break and never came back. Um, so um, we got that week off. We had a show that weekend that um, the theater was like, hey, you know, they're really talking about things are shutting down. So we think we have to cancel the show. And so that's when I started to realize, I'm like, oh, this is serious. Um, so we, yeah, we kind of just sat at home for maybe like a week or two. And then eventually, like, my boss was like, okay, we got to keep up because we don't know when it's going to start back up again. So we would do, um, we did virtual classes. Mm-hmm. So every morning at, we kept like a normal schedule. Every morning at 10 a.m. First, we just did class. I mean, I've had rehearsal, but we like, at least stay active. So we would yeah. have class at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um... I at the time was helping with uh, our social media a little bit at that time too. So then after class, I would um, uh, I would help with that, you know, um, and then just stay up to date. We'd have every Wednesday we'd have a company meeting to talk about what's going on, what's happening with the virus, how soon are we thinking we can start back again, etc. Um, luckily, we still we have a summer program for. Um, well, we have, we have two programs. We have a summer enrichment. We have a summer intensive. Our summer enrichments for like kids like seven to let's say sixteen years old. Sure. Um, and so they still wanted to do that. We still had a lot of families that were still willing to do virtual. So luckily, I got to go in and um, I mean, teach kids over a computer, but um, I was still able to you know continue to work yeah. through the pandemic, which was great. So I got to teach kids and. Then we decided um, in August that we were going to, you know, go back to normal. We just still had to, we just did a complete virtual season. Mm-hmm. It was also different, not performing in front of audiences, but actually making, we did, I mean, I, not to say like a music video, but basically, I mean, awesome. da- full, length, full length dances turned into virtual performances. And yeah. rather than just videotaping us, ourselves on a stage, we, um, which I thought was so cool was that we, whatever piece we did, we kind of made it more realistic. Like how if a piece was about somebody, I don't know, mowing the lawn, we were going to actually go to a lawn and shoot it on there. Like we just made sure that. So it was pretty cool. Um, And I think it was really well. Because then people who had never seen me dance before were able to see me dance now because like, you know, they can't fly to Texas or maybe I didn't go to their city on tour. So now they had the opportunity to see us virtually. Yeah, that really is awesome. To switch gears a little bit before we sign I do want to ask you about your ability to really just fuel your body throughout the day in regards to how you balance that with your schedule. You know what I mean? Between balance classes, your rehearsals, work schedule, where do meals and snacks come in for you? You know, how do you prioritize that with your day? Um, well, luckily, so we're at least blessed to, um, so we usually start around 10 a.m. So we're supposed to be at work about 9.45. So I wake up at about 7 sure. to ensure that I can get, you know, my coffee in <laughs> and, um, you know, whatever breakfast I decide for that morning. And then mm. we also get it, we get an hour lunch break, mm. which is That's- great because it gives us, yeah, it gives us an opportunity um, to actually finally just, you know, once one fifteen hits, you can take a pause. I think it helps, you know, decompress, but also gives you the opportunity to actually have enough time to get food in your body mm-hmm. and to digest it before you have to go right back into, um, you know, uh, 
another we have we go we go back from one fifteen to two fifteen is lunch and then we have another two hours and forty five minutes of just straight dancing. Um so I think it's helpful because I do know a lot of dance companies kind of just get fives every hour, which I mean is great. It's nice to have a break, but yeah. it's I think it's great that we get to have a lunch break where we actually can sit down for a period of time, eat, talk a little bit, and then, you know, uh, then go back into it again. Yeah, um, and then when I get home, I'm ravenous. So, like, I'm just like, <laughs> um, you know, it's a, technically what, like a seven hour day. So we, so like when I get home, the first thing I'm already, I mean, I'm typically always really planning my dinner yeah. at breakfast time. So <laughs> it get, but yes, we, we do get, uh, I think an ample, like, you know, great opportunities to actually be able to fuel our body. Um, we also do get, we have company class. So we also get to, so before, so we have class from 10 a.m. to 11.30. We do get a 15-minute break in between as well before we start rehearsing, which also is another time sometimes where I'm like, I got to run to 7-Eleven real quick because I got to, you know, I have to get a snack or, you know. Yeah, but. yeah. I, I think that's awesome. First of all, I mm -hmm. love that you do have these times in your day that are really planned mm -hmm. for your company. So I give them so much credit, honestly, because not all environments are like that. And I think oh. it's it sets the stage for what dancers do need and what companies should and can be implementing in regards to a lunch break, like a sufficient lunch break, mm -hmm. um, without needing to pull dancers, you know, for whatever reasons, like have that be a, uh, an official lunch break. And then of course, even those 15 minute gaps, when, if or when you need a snack, listening to your body, which is, I'm hearing a lot. And then also just utilizing the tool of planning ahead, not doing yeah. it obsessively, but just thinking, you know, Hey, what do yeah. I have? for dinner what can I do knowing that you need that recovery meal so that's awesome mm -hmm. so yeah no yeah it's great because I've had I've had been in situations where we've only had you know and then I find myself you know eating you know smaller meals than I probably really needed sure. um so I, I like the, the chance to be able to um have that break to know like you know over time I've, I've learned what my body needs yes um which is great um so that I know okay you know this is the kind of thing I feel like I can have right now before I have to go back and maybe run a show or run a piece that's maybe 30 minutes, you know, just, you know, it, it helps for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And one recurring theme that I hear on all of these conversations is that it just takes time for an individual dancer to figure out what works for them yeah. in regards mm -hmm foods work, how you're eating, whether it's like that meal or that snack after performance or before performance. So oh, yeah. it goes back to that idea of patience and really uh, having patience with yourself as you figure it out along the way. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, luckily, like when we go on tour, um, we get hospitality, which is great from whatever mm -hmm. venue we go to. And they typically will provide us with lunch or dinner, depending on what time we're there. And, um, I think that's also helpful because it, it also lets me know that I don't necessarily have to feel like I have to figure out yeah. where I'm going to get food from or um, what am I going to eat? Like someone is literally giving me a plethora of options and they're really good about allergies or um, food limitations, you know, whether you're gluten-free or you don't eat meat, like they, they're um, really good about providing everything that somebody needs. Um, and so I think that's, oh, that's been really helpful, especially these last few years, they've really been focusing on that, which has been great. Yeah, that's awesome. I hope other 
directors or anyone listening to this chat now, <laughs> well, take that into consideration. So my final question that I ask all the dancers on here is how would you define what it means to be the healthy dancer? Um, I think, you know, uh, listening to your body, uh, like you said about learning, you know, it does take time to learn what you need, especially in this field. Um, you know, not every dance is gonna require as much energy as other dances do, but, mm -hmm. um, also remembering that, uh, food does fuel you. So if you want to, you know, to help with stamina, to, to help get you through the rest of the day, it's something that you need um, to sustain you throughout the day. And so just, um, yeah, you know, making the right choices for yourself. Um, and I think that's, that's been the best, uh, really and truly the thing that's helped me the most um, throughout my entire career. Yeah. Um, yeah, trying to do what, you know, what works best for me. Absolutely. You know, not, no one else's uh, choices are necessarily gonna work for you. But, Absolutely. You know. Really prioritizing the reality of food mm -hmm. and the individuality of what works for you. I think that's awesome to hear. And I think that's mm -hmm. information that is so helpful, especially for my younger dancers. I want them yeah. to hear this. They're not looking at what a dancer eats in a day type of pose and thinking yeah. they need to match exactly this. That today. <laughs> doesn't work like that. Yeah. We actually, all the dancers had, we actually had a conversation about that today in the lunchroom, actually. Yeah, you know, you know, watching those videos can be, you know, I don't think it, it's, it's not necessarily what you, it's going to work for you, you know, so exactly. Hannah, yeah. thank you so much for joining me. It's truly yeah. such a pleasure to reconnect with you after all these years. Yeah. I know. And be in touch. Yes, for sure.